Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. Artists, I'd like to talk about that large, hulking, gray elephant lurking in the room. Artists, painters, poets, playwrights, I need to address the obvious, the, the obvious, that, that obvious stubborn fact that simply will not go away. I have to get this off my chest, this, this gnawing albatross, this predicament we're in, this, this malaise we're all forced to suffer. I'd like to talk to you today about your teaching job. Now, I don't care if you're a tenured professor at MIT or a ceramics tutor at the exceptional child after-school program in Mill Valley. This thing that you do, this, this, this day job that you have is, well, is, it's a distraction. And it's an underpaid distraction at that. It takes time away. It saps the energy you need to do your real work, your artwork. And if I can salt the wound a bit further, this thing you do, this, this teaching thing, the, the, the teaching profession, is, is something that is no longer valued in any real way. It's, it's one of those jobs that's seen by your equally overeducated peers as something both noble and, and pathetic. And, and if you really had any brains, you'd use them to make some real money. Let's first talk about the developing world, or, or what used to be called the developing world, or, or, or used to be called something like the third world, or the unaligned world. Well, whatever you call it, the world I'm talking about is the world that isn't Europe, or Canada, or, or the United States. This world that fills the glossy pages of National Geographic. This, this world that we've marginalized in our imagination, romanticized. But, but, but this world, I have news for you, this world, has a hell of a lot of iPhones. They also have a lot of cars, nice cars. They, they, they have OLED flat panel, high contrast TVs capable of projecting crisp, lifelike images of movie stars and, and, and soccer players. They have computers that can stream YouTube videos and Netflix and, and Hulu and the, and the latest bootleg blockbuster. In other words, this formerly underdeveloped world, this world of cheap labor, this, this, this source of cheap imports, cheap toys, cheap clothes, cheap electronic devices, this vast, vast world has discovered something that we Americans have taken for granted for a long, long time. This world has finally discovered leisure time. So, while they sell us inexpensive cardigans, we, in turn, are selling to them things to fill that leisure time, to fill those dead, empty hours sandwiched between work and sleep with what, what Hollywood and, and Silicon Valley might call content. It's an interesting word, that word. Don't you, don't you love the way they, they contort the English language in their image? Content, yes, content. Now, now, what exactly 
is content. Well, basically, it's like I said, anything, and I mean anything, that can be used to fill all those extra excruciating hours of life. Now, don't get me wrong. Content could be a broadcast of a Metropolitan Opera production of Alban Berg's Wutzek, or <laughs> it also could be a hot dog eating contest at the Iowa State Fair. It could be, I don't know, it could be Bob Ross painting a meadow of wild summer daisies or, or sumo wrestlers playing chess with kittens. It, it could be a 14-year-old transgender high school student applying mascara or, or a Senate subcommittee hearing on domestic surveillance. It, it could be the reruns of, of I Love Lucy or, or the strange videos of the California conceptual artist David Schaffman. It, it, it could be the exploits of a customized 3D augmented reality Bitmoji. In other words, content could be anything. Content is what happens when you put your valuable time into a temporal paper shredder. And like obesity, it's the bastard child of prosperity. Content. The world has never seen a growth industry like this. And guess what, recent grads? There's a million empty cubicles waiting for your newly diploma tushies. Now, if you can become a cog in this endless supply chain of content, making six figures for what basically comes down to typing and going to cheerful meetings where the coffee is hot and strong and the pastries are vegan and the pens and the notepads are free, why in the world would you ever even consider becoming a teacher? Because if you're a teacher, you're not generating wealth. And if you're not generating wealth, then not only are the pens not free, but if you work in the public schools, you'll have to pay for the pens and for the scotch tape and for the tissues and for the rubber cement all by yourself. And if you're lucky, the parents will have a bake sale to take care of the pencils and the protractors. But here's the rub. Here's the thing that scratches at that open sore. Here's the irony, the, the, the comedy, the the tragedy. Here's the thing that makes you grind your teeth at night. The thing that, that's almost too painful to talk about. Here's the thing. The thing is, the teachers are the ones who are supposed to provide their students with the learning habits and with the intellectual skills to resist to resist this content. The students are supposed to learn to read and reason, but in a world where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is able to gross over $16 billion worldwide, how do you get a teenager over the summer when classes are over to read, I don't know, say, I don't know, Macbeth, or, 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 or even Mouse? <laughs> that same YouTube that can bring you archival recordings of Gwendolyn Brooks, Wallace Stevens, Adrian Rich, John Berryman, also offers irresistibly adorable videos of toddlers doing the floss. And our artists who teach, who teach in order to subsidize their work, what about you? 
in this grand competition for what the content industry with uncharacteristic precision calls eyes, you, artists, the presumed custodians of our highest cultural virtues, what do you have to say about all this? Do you really think that anyone outside of that rarefied community of academia thinks you have a ghost of a chance to make an impact? Content. Even the aforementioned Los Angeles conceptual artist David Schaffman, who, who makes it a point to stay relevant and up-to-date, even Schaffman with all his <clears throat> followers, followers who follow him while he avails himself of all sorts of digital gimracks, even David Schaffman, who somehow has been able to combine hilariously hermetic references to 11th century Provencal poetry with slickly rendered internet memes, song parodies, political satire, and a messaging app that allows users to graph their profile pictures to the bawdy brothel frescoes of Pompeii, even Schaffman, at the end of the day, has to hang on to his teaching job. Artists, artists, I have bad news for you. Your content, well, your content, to use a word that amazingly has yet to go out of fashion, your content, my dear artist friends, your content, your content sucks. That's it for today. But join me again next time, where I'll make this week's bleak predictions look positively rosy as we examine the sad fate of the lives of contemporary artists. <laughs>